Hey, Spit and Chicklets listeners, you can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. This episode of Spit and Chicklets is brought to you by Harry's Razors. When it comes to shaving, results are what matter most. And no one, I mean no one, gives you better results than Harry's Razors. I'm talking about close shaves, a comfortable glide, and you aren't paying an arm and a leg. For decades, one big razor company has relentlessly increased prices and reaped immense profits at the expense of its customers. So Jeff and Andy, two ordinary guys who are fed up with getting ripped off, started Harry's to fix shaving. Harry's knew there was only one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own blade factory. By taking less profit and selling directly to you over the internet, Harry's offers their blades at half the price. Just a $2 blade compared to the $4 or more you'll pay at the drugstore. Harry's is so confident you will love their blade, they're giving you their trial set for free. Just cover the $3 in shipping. Your free trial set includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. That's a $13 value for you to try. So stop messing around and get started shaving with Harry's today by claiming your free trial offer. $13 of value for free. Just cover the shipping. To get your free trial set, including a razor handle, five-blade cartridge, and shave gel, go to harrys.com slash chicklets right now. That's harrys.com slash chicklets, C-H-I-C-L-E-T-S, harrys.com slash chicklets. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 25 of Spit and Chicklets, brought to you by Barstool Sports. What up, what up? Welcome, <laughs> welcome back from Florida, Witzel. You can disappear again for the Masters tomorrow. And Augusta National here Producer Mikey Grinelli, what's going on, pal? I just hope Wit doesn't need an IV at the Masters. Jesus, I know. He comes home, there's a fucking monsoon in Boston, he jumps on another plane, goes back to the Masters, going to be swigging beers with fucking Trent and... Portnoy and whoever else down in Augusta. Oh, my God. I got the IV doctor, though, that, that came to my house the other day. That is the best invention. you know what they, that is, Ari? They, An IV doctor? No. They, they, it, it's like this genius, this genius, <laughs> this genius <laughs> company that now is in, I, I, I want to say, 20 cities in the country. I think it all kind of started in Vegas where... You just pay. It was like two hundred and fifty bucks. I was so hungover, so dehydrated and tired. She came in, put some, put a a IV Toradol. She put Toradol, which is an anti-inflammatory. She put a multivitamin and then a bunch of saline or whatever they put in. And I literally ten minutes after this thing, I was. I was back. How much does it cost you? Two hundred fifty bucks. Dude, I, I would have very bougie. Dude, very yeah. bougie. Thirty-two ounce Gatorade. My a buck seventy-nine. I would have thrown you a joint. Same fucking thing. <laughs> my father. My father was calling me wags because apparently some dude on the show Billions gets obsessed with getting IVs at his house. So wow. Huh? That, hopefully, I don't make a, a habit of it. But I did have to post that. picture. Fucking two hundred dollar hangover help. <laughs> Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Thanks, Sid. Thanks a lot, Sid. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> Hilarious. Well, I, what, what are we gonna get into originally, dude, boys? I think the big, Some horrible news The last big night. news, dude. Listen, I, I mean, I wasn't looking forward to staying up till fucking 7 in the morning to watch hockey, but I was going to do it. <laughs> but there's no fucking Olympic hockey at Pyeongchang in uh, Korea next year, or and most likely China after. What a fucking <laughs> aborted abortion by the NHL. Okay, the NHL, we don't want to lose two weeks of our season because revenues or whatever. They're so fucking short-sighted if they realize... Get them. They're so... Okay, for the sake of two weeks that whatever, you lost revenue of unsold fucking popcorn or whatever, you're going to be able to showcase the game to fucking billions of people on the other side of the planet who don't know a lot about hockey. This is what the N- NBA did back in the early 90s. They, and look what's happening they globally, in Asia. They globally marketed the game. Exactly. Everyone in fucking China knows who Kobe Bryant is, but no one knows who fucking they know who, Crosby like, is. They know who, like, Stefan Marbury yeah, is. Like, they don't... The Starberries. But... Okay, so a lot of thoughts going on lot, in my mind. Lot, I'm furious, especially having having As having gotten got to a. Uh, you're an Olympian. Uh, yeah, like, I am an. Thank you very much. Uh, so you know, granted, I didn't play. I've said this many times, but just being there and the experience. But I first want to go into the fact that you got okay. You got to look. You got to look at the sides of where they're coming from. At least, like we can educate people who don't don't know what happened and just saw. NHL players won't go to the Olympics. Basically, what it is, it's a complete fumble fuck or whatever, cluster fuck, whatever you want to call I, I like it. Fumble, I like fumble, fumble fuck. fuck, yeah. NHL. It's a new one. IOC, IIHF, 
WBA, I don't know, keep throwing letters out there, and it's all their fault. But the reason that they're thinking that is because, and you know I read a lot about when Tavares got hurt in Sochi, and he missed the rest of the year. That's, that's a huge thing with owners, all right? So the owners look at it like, listen, we're paying all these guys this money. I don't give a shit about about the any of these countries winning. I want my team that I own and I pay to have healthy players and be ready for the playoffs. So whatever. There is that side where right. you can see, okay. Absolutely. But that is so minor compared to what this game has, what the Olympics have brought since 98. You start in 98, Czech Republic beats Canada in a shootout win. Gretzky doesn't shoot. Hasek beats, uh, uh, they beat Russia, I think, one nothing in the gold medal game. Then you go to 2002, Canada-US in the amazing Salt Lake City games in the gold medal. Paul Correa scores that goal and Lemieux lets it go through his legs on the fake shot. I don't know if you guys remember that. Mitt pass, Romney. Pass from, Chris, pass from Chris Bronger. You get to 2006, which wasn't even a great one in, in terms of like compl- players complained about the living facilities in Torino, uh, in Italy, but Finland, Sweden, in the gold medal game, oh. King Lundqvist fucking wins a gold medal for his country against his arch enemy rivals in the country next door. 2010, the Wit Dog was there. Canada, US, <laughs> US wins the first game in an amazing. Kessler scored the best empty nickel ever. Gold medal game. Sidney Crosby, fuck him, sort of. I still love him and appreciate everything he did for him, but fuck him for doing that. And then you get to Sochi, and Canada kind of ran away with that. But just the memories, and that wasn't even. I just literally thought of all those things. You think. Of all, all these memories that are now done and that pe- people won't get to appreciate on other sides of the world. And yeah, you can say whatever. China, people don't play hockey. That's not necessarily true because a lot of people have have gone over there in the past 10 years and tried to like teach and learn hockey over there. What could this have done for it? And in 2022, they're going to be in China. 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 <laughs> and... And they're not going there now, I guess, because they wouldn't go. They, I think the owners wanted to be in China and didn't want to be here. And the IOC was saying, there's no chance if you're not in 2018, you're going in 2022. Right. The IOC, exactly. If, the, if you're not going to be here for Korea, then we don't want you here for China. And Paul Korea? Oh. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> just scored a big goal in the Olympics. He, he the did. Fly. Yeah, exactly. It all ties together nicely. And, and the, players, the players love it. They love it so much. It's so cool. And forget the guys who don't even go to the Olympics. The other guys get the three-week breaks. You get 10 <laughs> days in Hawaii. It was smashing chicks. <laughs> or your wife, which probably didn't happen as often. But it was just, it was just like... It's the, just so disappointing. The NHL is—they're just fucking up. I mean, they're they're putting one foot in the in the Asian expansion and one foot not because the Bruins had to send Pasternak and, and Bolesky there for four weeks or three weeks. This, I forgot about the Bruins. Yeah. Did that the Bruins did that. A, a You're couple right. NHL teams, teams did, and and it's because the NHL is trying to grow the game in Asia. Well, if they're trying to grow the game in Asia. Why aren't that's, the, the best players in the world going to Asia for the Olympics? That's the thing. I mean, you know, that would be the only excuse. Well, it's too far around the world. And I mean, it would be a poor excuse. Oh, it's so far away and people aren't going to be up to watch it. People I mean, will be up Hockey watching. fans watch me? it. But, it don't, it, but again, it doesn't matter what North Americans are going to do. The idea is to showcase this unbelievable game to these people who never see it. You know, and, and hockey's not big in Asia right now. You know what? Like I said earlier, basketball wasn't big in Asia 30 years ago either. And, and, the, and the NBA, knock them as much as you no, want. We crushed and, ping and, pong over there with basketball. And, <laughs> and God knows we do, but the fucking, uh, what's his face? David Stern, he knew there was a huge market there. They, they marketed everything right. Again, everyone over there knows every NBA player, any NBA star. And of course, that ties into the NHL's inability to market individual stars, which is another fucking issue altogether. But it, it's, to me, clearly the, the NHL owners, the NHL dropping the ball, it's their call. If they don't want their players to go there, I understand they stay, invest a lot of money. It's their commodity. But just the lack of foresight to say, okay, yeah, we're going to maybe we lose. look past. Everyone's going to be giving up something right. here. It's a minor sacrifice for a couple weeks. And then, you know what, though? If you're getting fucking, if you get a half a million fans, then that they're going to, you know, Pass the game on to their kids. I mean, it could be perpetual. It can always, like, you know, you can get fans for life. And they're just, like, missing this opportunity. It's just... Not to mention the fucking, the unbelievable hockey. Oh, and the other thing, what's the Europeans now. Well, we, before we, we get into that, sorry, yeah, one yeah, sec, because yeah, yeah. that's a okay. totally su- different thing that we'll go into. Um, but we don't get to now see... 
uh, Crosby and McDavid play together. Uh, Matthews dishing it to Eichel. And, and, and that's what's robbery. And you can tell me that the World Cup will be played. It's not the same. No. The World Cup is no. not the same because... Especially when they mix the teams like they did this yeah, year. Yeah, that, you know? that would... I mean, yeah, exactly. And, and if you have another World Cup, I think with the, excess, the success of the Young Stars team, they'll probably do that again. And then maybe you take away uh, in whatever it is, five years of some superstar seven, 18-year-old from the U.S. and he's not playing with Team USA. So that part just crushes me. The fact that we will not get to see the best players playing with each other on the highest level. And it's the Olympics. Like You could say the World Cup, but the, it's the Olympic Games. It's the, the history of it. And, I, and in terms of the, the IOC, how do you not... One of their things is that they wouldn't allow the NHL to... Um, first of all, with the Olympics, you can't even like... You can't even like show like clips of it nowadays. You can't even go watch Forsberg's amazing postage stamp goal when he won it with the with the one handed backhand. Yeah. The, they, they don't let you like even you, you see Sports Center when they're showing um, track and field. You can't even show replays. Yeah, they're like MLB with the replays. So they so they don't allow the NHL and they wouldn't allow the NHL to sell anything with the rings on it. So that was just on them. And then the NHL's on. And then even a little bit on the players of of really kind of banding together and saying like this is this is part, like put it in the CBA. But I also don't blame them for that because it's a little different when you get in terms of CBA talk, but there was just so many people that fucked this up and it drives me nuts. So we'll get to what you brought up. Yep. And now we're talking who's going to this thing and who's not. Because for two years now, maybe even three years ago, uh, after Sochi, Ovechkin was the first one who said, I'm playing. Mm-hmm. And that goes in to, and I'm glad I got to experience being in Russia, the love and the passion that Europeans have for international hockey but, and their national oh, team. I thought you were going to say butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and dirty, dirty places. But no, they, they, they care. When I played in Russia, the biggest thing in the world is the national team. If you, like, to me, they, they kept saying, you play national team. You play national team. Like, that's amazing. And the guys who played on the Russian national team, they, do, they take breaks for the KHL three times a year. Same in Sweden, same in Switzerland. And their national teams break when the national teams get together and they practice and play exhibitions. So those guys... And you know what? I have a good example of this because when we played Philly in the Eastern Conference Finals, when we uh, when we went to the Cup Finals and lost to Detroit, so 07 it was, I think. Um, before game, we were now we were up we were up three nothing before game four uh, or game five. I'm sorry, at home. We're five minutes before warm-ups. Malkin is dressed in his uniform, except for his, ha- his helmet and gloves. He's watching Russia play in the World Championships in a semifinal game. I think it was against Canada, maybe not. And he was so into this game that, to the point, like Gino, we got to go up. We got to go out for warm-ups. Right, He's like, right. "Oh, national team, national team, fuck team Russia, team Russia." And to them, you you notice that Finns, Swedes, Russians. If they get knocked out of the playoffs early, if they don't make the playoffs, they go play for the national team. It's no questions asked. They never even consider it unless they're hurt and they can't. A lot of American guys choose not to go. Right. There's Canadian guys, uh, I'm, you know, I'm just not feeling it this year. Yeah. Yeah, you just played 82 games. Uh, uh, Europeans, this is everything to them. And Nash, and the World Championships, which, held, which is held every year, is so important and meaningful. And let alone the Olympics, that's a different stage. So now we look into the, the situation of... How many guys are saying, I'm going? Right. And, and now the owners are on. Are, now that you look at the owners, because in the end, are they making the decisions? If guys, no, if, if Lundqvist no. goes up and says, I'm, I'm going, like, what's the owner going to say? No. Yeah. Well, okay. You're violating your contract. Well, fuck you. You know what? I played 15 years in the league. Fucking, I'm, go, I'm done. You know, yeah, and like, I don't need, I don't need the, 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 the 150 grand I'm losing or two or 300 yeah. grand in those two, yeah. which they really don't. I got 90 million in the bank. <laughs> fucking fire me, you yeah, fucking I, asshole. I know. So, but now, like, so now if those guys go, who insures them? Who's going to be paying for the insurance? Because the insurance on these contracts when you're away is fucking crazy money. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, I don't blame. And I hope, I hope, I, I honestly hope that every single guy's like, I'm going. Like, and, and you'll see there's going to be owners or GMs that say no to people. Well, not everyone's going to be like, yeah, okay. Before the show, uh, producer Grinelli brought up a great point. The Russians. Now, there's eight prominent Russian players. Um, Markov, Radulov, uh, Kulikov, Kuznetsov, Orlov, Yakupov, Ov, Tutinov, Ov, Jakov, Jerkinov, Wakanov, and Bermistrov. So you got that much talent right so there. So what are they saying in that, though? I'm sorry. So Vladislav Tridiak came out and said he believes multiple Russian players will be coming to the KHL this offseason, followed up by another tweet, and that was someone else saying Russian free agents 
Markov, right? All those guys so are expected to go. So it's like who runs Ru- the Russian Hockey Federation. So in a way, it's not pretty good goal. Legit. But though, yeah, he was decent. Good job taking him out in 1980. Stay hot. Um, <laughs> but I don't. I don't really. I don't. I, I, if he's saying that, that's a little different. I don't think those guys are going to sign in the KHL, especially a guy like Kuznetsov. Like he's going to get a monster deal, and and Radulov wants a seven year deal. Everyone's saying, but. What are they going to say? Like, I'm go- I'll sign this, but I'm going to the Olympics. Right. Well, that's. Well, they could say, you know what? Well, fuck it. You know what? I'll, if you're not going to let us play, then I'll go back to Russia for you. I mean, these guys, it's their home win. It's not a big fucking deal for them to go home and play and then say, I'll come Especially back. And they're, if getting, I, they're getting cake over they'll there. They'll get big coin yeah, over they, there, and they, get, and they get like an envelope in cash after the game, you too. Like a, you, get, you get a yeah. gun, too. What, you what does bank Double check, bullets. What does clear check mean? <laughs> check clear? Like Czechoslovakia? No, it's like they, they fucking, they, they can just go to Russia, make even more money, and then if they, they don't even care what their contract situation is. So, you know, they, they're running the risk of losing not just Russians, but Europeans that'll just say, fuck it, I'll go play over there, I'll get paid, I don't care what my NHL stat is, my country means more to me than playing in fucking Nashville or, or Winnipeg or wherever, you know? And I wonder, you think, I think of Crosby right now, or McDavid, captains of their you think team, of, you always think ca- of Crosby, cap, cap, um, no, listen, I'm, you'll see where I'm going, captains of their teams, two of the best in the world, when Ovechkin um, says, I'm going, and Panarin, and these other guys, like, are they going to then say, oh, I'm not? Like, it, it's it's almost like they might be like, well, fuck, if they're going, like, I, I want to go. I love my experiences there. McDavid hasn't even gotten to play in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's it's just, I wonder, I think it, it's going to be a huge influx or not. I mean, I don't know if, know if that's the right word. I just hear people say that a lot. <laughs> There's going to be a ton of Euros that are saying, I'm going. And you just, I really wonder if we're going to see North American guys kind of counter back and say I am too yeah and we already see it well it's funny it, the interesting like dichotomy of the answers people are given you know like Toronto Maple Leafs last night they were asked about it and they all buttoned up because they don't want any distractions they don't want the media for example last week uh, oh, there was a story of Pia Lebrun Austin Matthews gave a long detailed answer about the Olympics and yeah I love to play last night Chris Johnson asked them after the game nope they, they, they're not saying it because they just, you know, playoffs are coming. Leafs don't want any distractions. But then you have Hank. Hank like, hold on. Let's be really. We got to really button this up before we lose in five games in the first <laughs> round. Hold <laughs> on the, here, guys. Just, you get bear down here. There's right. no talk anything else besides the Maple Leafs. Uh-huh. Well, uh, by the way, quick shout out to Austin Matthews. Breaks the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs rookie goal scoring record. Fucking. Breaking Wendell Clark. He's got 39. Stud. It would be so good to talk. To, it would be so good to talk to him about it, Austin, if you yeah. listen. Hey, maybe we'll get him. Maybe we'll get the big dog <laughs> when the season ends. So, but I'm sorry, going back, then again, Hank Lundquist comes right out and says, this is b- bullshit. You know, we're trying to grow our game. This is so, sh- basically what I said, this is so short-sighted, it's terrible. So, you know, of course, he's a, he's a veteran. He's got really nothing to lose. He can come out and say it, and, and it's not going to cause a shitstorm in New York like if, if he did play in Toronto. So, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, Mark Edward Vlasic, um, yesterday, Pickles, Pickles Vlasic, they, uh, he just tweeted out a picture of Pyeongchang 2018 with the, the Olympic rings yesterday and kind of a tweet of, uh, I guess, a WTF, like, why aren't we going? I mean, that's he's got 1,500 retweets. So I I just think that – has there been one fan you've seen come out and say, like, oh, good? Like, it just sucks. To, to disappoint this many fans of hockey, it's incredible. I've never seen – I've never seen the entire fan base agree on one thing like this. So so we talked about the European guys, but who who's going to be the USA team? Well, the USA team. I mean, you look at who they have. I mean, are we, you going to see guys like like Nathan Gerby? Like you know, you see. Guys oh, that are so you're playing. saying who's going to be there instead? Yeah, yeah. who's going to be on the USA team? That's what I wonder. I don't. I don't know if it goes if that turns into the World Juniors because um, you have there's guys playing overseas right now that are better than some of the World Juniors guys that well, aren't in the NHL yeah. that could slide right in there. Yeah. So you, I mean, you look in in, in the the Russian league and the Swiss and the Swedish and the Finnish league. They'll send their, their best players. Um, and then the U.S., I mean, yeah, you got to pick your best team of college and junior kids and then your best pros over there. But in terms of, um, you know, American guys playing in, 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 I'm sorry, overseas, I mean, usually you're not, you're not reaching a level of, of the talent that Swiss guys in, I mean, Swedish guys in Sweden, you know what I mean? Like it, it, we, the U.S. could not might not be a, a very solid team if that ends right. up being the case and we I, don't have NHL. I think NHL should borrow Big Cat Spin Zone uh, device and just say, we're trying to protect you from Kim Jong-un and we don't want you anywhere <laughs> in North Korea. That would be a beautiful excuse. Yeah, so, they should have just come out and said that. So anyways, yeah, there's you know, a lot of pissed off players. The, uh, again, the owners probably... A lot of pissed off podcast hosts. A lot of, yeah, yeah. We wanted, we wanted Olympic hockey. Doesn't look like we're going to get it in the next couple Olympics, but... 
you know, what are you, you going to do? Uh, speaking, you know, the Olympics usually give young, well, it used to be an amateur thing, and they used to give young guys a chance and young goalies a chance. And we're going to talk to a young goalie who got a segue, segue, segue. That was a great segue. A, very, a, a young guy who got two of the greatest opportunities a young guy's ever had. So we're going to bring on now uh, a, a guy who was a backup goalie for not one but two separate teams, uh, Eric Semborski. <laughs> And now for this week's guest, we have some. We are having somebody who I pretty much can guarantee you they're in the NHL record book this year. That you could give somebody a million guesses and they and they won't come up with his name. This fella, he's been an emergency backup goalie not once this year, twice, and for two different teams. His name is Eric Semborski, and we're gonna bring him on live. Eric, welcome to Spit and Chicklets. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay, Eric. Just maybe you could tell the story to us, so we don't have to explain it. Tell, like, tell us what happened back in, I believe, it was December, and then what happened this last week. How, how everything trans- transpired for you about being an emergency backup, and then include when maybe you're getting your contract over from Vegas for next year, because we assume you might end up being a star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'll keep you posted on that one if I hear anything about that. But uh, yeah, back in uh, December, I got asked to help the Chicago Blackhawks out and back up for one game when they were here in Philly. Um, that was, you know, something out of the blue for me that I didn't expect to happen. But that was just a normal Saturday for me. I was at work. I was on the ice running practices. And next thing I know, um, two hours later, I'm warming up with the Blackhawks. And that was <laughs> something I'll never forget and something, you know, I never expected to happen to me. And I, I just couldn't be more grateful from the Flyers and the Blackhawks for giving me these opportunities. Now, when the first time you could call, what were you like running a camp nearby or something, and, and they, they someone calls you and says, "Hey, we, we you know the, the Blackhawks backup has got an appendicitis and they're too far from home to get the new guy when we they, we need somebody." Is that like literally how it plays out? Yeah, pretty much. So the Blackhawks called the Flyers and said they're you know they need someone local that can get get there soon and. uh I guess they reached out to the skate zones because I get because they you know know so many players and I was there working and uh, I play uh, I skate in the mornings at the Wells Fargo Center so a lot of those guys have seen me play and they threw my name out there um, when they asked and then the the Flyers gave the Blackhawks my name and I mean that's pretty much how it came about and I never knew that I you know would be on a list for that at all. So when when you showed up to the arena and you're walking into the room with the three-time Stanley Cup champion in the past seven years or whatever it is, Blackhawks, like how nervous are you? Did you talk to anyone? Did anyone talk to you? Were you catching shit during the when everyone's getting dressed? Were any, was anyone shooting high and uh, high and hard in warmups? I don't know. Like how was it for you? And how nervous were you? Uh, well, I mean that was they're, they're a great group of guys. They uh, you know they made me feel welcome right away like i was supposed to be there um i walked in everyone gave me a round of applause and you know every, everybody introduced themselves to me um scott darling uh, the goalie there who was starting that day was phenomenal for me uh showed me the ropes made me feel at home uh, i did get uh some little bit of chirps from uh people not for not wearing a tie and stuff i was wearing rink clothes uh, so i looked a little out of place um they uh Wanted to know how much money I was going to contribute to their Christmas party and stuff like that. So, yeah, we were having a good time. We were all joking around. Um, and, yeah, they made me feel right at home. Now, they, now they don't sign you to like any sort of contract, right? Isn't it they just kind of you call you the emergency goalie? And isn't it true that you can't even sit on the bench because technically you're not on the NHL roster that you have to, like, stand in the hallway? Is that correct? Uh, well, the the two the there are two different situations uh for the blackhawks i when as soon as i got there i signed a one-day ato contract so i was i warmed up with the team on the ice and i sat on the bench the whole game uh flyers was a little bit different um when i got to the flyers game i was technically the fourth goalie so i was the second emergency backup because stolars was the first emergency backup that they called down so I was pretty much just there just in case Stolars didn't get there in time, and then I'd have to dress and back Neuwirth up. But he got there in time, so I was pretty much just you know in the building just in case and up in the press box. But then when Neuvi went down, gave us all a pretty good scare, uh, I went down and got dressed. And at that point, because I was the fourth one, I had to wait in the locker room until they wanted to try and get me in there. So I'm, I, th- this is classic. So I'm wondering, like, 
Now, deep down, did you? Uh, first of all, did you you played hockey your entire life growing up, and did you play in college or high school? What was your story on that? Oh uh, well, I actually didn't start playing playing until I was you know fourteen or fifteen years old. Oh, um, late bloomer. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, that's when I started. Uh, I played you know some travel hockey then, and then I played a year of juniors, and then I just went to Temple and played under uh, ACHA club team for four years. Big club hockey guy. I play club hockey myself. <laughs> oh, very nice. You know, you got to get that in. So, so all right. So you you, you played it at, in club hockey. So is, does any part of you, or at least with Chicago, when you you know when you really had a chance to get in, possibly? I mean, honestly, Darling takes one stick, one skate. You never know. Like, did you want that to happen, or were you just shitting your pants thinking of the possibility of getting in there? To be honest. Well, I mean, to be honest, I didn't even really have that much time to get too nervous about it uh, i got there and by the time i had my pads on i was on the ice warming up and by the time i realized you know looked around what was happening uh, the puck was dropping um but yeah i joked then i joked around with him uh during the first period so i told him not to get hurt out there but um i mean i definitely you know wouldn't have been ready for the nhl especially no. then i haven't been playing but uh i towards the end i was kind of hoping maybe you know i get in the last minute or two um just to you know be out there um but yeah i mean then for the flyers i definitely wanted to get out there and i was it was kind of a a little bummed out that it didn't happen but i was you know thankful that they tried to get me out there okay now just i'm just gonna get our listeners up to speed now the chicago um i don't call it instant the chicago time was december now this recently philadelphia the other day for those listening the coach of philadelphia hackstall he actually put you on the ice during a face-off, correct, in, uh, for an, an offensive, well, a defensive zone draw. And then yep. w- what was it? The referees said that you couldn't enter the game because um, you were replacing, uh, what's his name? Um, not Neuvorth, uh, who were you? Stolas. Because Stolas yeah. wasn't hurt, so therefore you couldn't come into the game. Wait, the ref the ref allowed, made sure you weren't allowed to play? Well, I mean, the refs didn't talk to me uh, directly. But so, yeah, Haxall, you know, had to pull a class act move and tried to get me in with uh, 25 seconds left in the game. Uh, it was a defensive zone draw for the Flyers, so you know I went out there, uh, got a nice ovation from the crowd, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I set up in the net, ready, ready for the faceoff, and just about as the linesman was about to drop the puck, uh, the whistle blew, and uh, I looked over to the bench. And I saw Stoli standing up, and I, was, I just I knew what was happening. I said, "There, this must not be allowed." Um, oh but no one knew God. the rule at the time. Um, the coaches didn't know. Stoli didn't know. Uh, but yeah, it was it was just cool to be out there for you know a couple seconds in the net, uh, and it was awesome that they tried to get me in. Uh, too bad it didn't work out, but it was still pretty cool. Now, because the the similar thing happened with Carolina earlier this year, they had the, uh, an emergency backup. But now, the, in that game, if the referees let that fellow into the game and there was no injury situation, is that correct? Or are you familiar with that situation? Yeah, uh, to my knowledge, that that was okay. But I think he was technically the first emergency backup. Uh, see, Stolarz was the emergency backup, and I was the second. So I don't know if that changes the rule oh, okay. a little bit. Okay. I think it does. But yeah, I wasn't too too sure about it and i'm still a little little fuzzy on it but i mean like i said the flyers didn't know the rule either they tried to get me out there and thought that you know it wouldn't be an issue so yeah we were all kind of scratching our heads at first so in 2010 when you're watching you know you're you're you said you were a flyers fan when you're watching your you know flyers lose to the blackhawks in the stanley cup finals what are you thinking Looking back, like holy shit, I played for that team. I ended up playing for the team that both beat the of them. Final. Yeah, both for, for both the teams that actually was in that final. Yeah, I mean, well, 2010 was that was a tough year for me did, and all all Flyers fans. Did but, you want a two hand cane in the I, locker at that, room? At that point, I had I never in my wildest dreams would I imagine I'd be suiting up for either of those teams or any team in the NHL, and then. You know, this year I got to do it for both of them, and it's just—it's surreal, really. Um, it's a dream come true, and you know, it's—we used to joke, you know, ACHA to the show. I mean, because it's—it's it's rare that it ever happens, and then it happened to me, you know, twice in one year, and almost three <laughs> times actually this year. So uh, I'm just—I've been incredibly fortunate and blessed that you know I, I got these opportunities. It's—it's it's so funny because I was saying to Whit before uh, we had you on. 
that's what all club hockey kids joke about is ACHA to the show. We're all going to make <laughs> yeah. the show. And, and I said it's funny because he, he went from – you went from essentially being me to wit. <laughs> you know, you went from being a – Hey, you know, got more ice time that seven seconds before the faceoff than I did in a lot of games near the end. But, hey, you know what I was thinking actually? So I'm, I'm picturing you – Skating out to to a defensive zone faceoff where it could possibly be a one timer shot on you. You got you're in front of where you grew up in Philly. Like how cool is that? Do you have a girlfriend right now? Because tonight, now might be the time to uh, figure something out. You'd be whacking everything. Uh, actually, I'm married. I have a wife. Oh, oh, okay, well she loves you, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, she, she unfortunately wasn't able to make it uh, to Philly for, she, to the Wells Fargo Center for that game. Uh, she was out of town, but. Uh, yeah, she uh, she tuned in I, as soon as I let her know that what was happening, so she got to see it. Now, you said it, it almost happened a third time. Did I hear you correctly there? Uh, yes, correct. Um, the, the other time, it wasn't anything like the other two, uh, but that there was, a I guess, over a little over a month ago when Florida, the Panthers were in town, uh, when Luongo got hurt, uh, they gave me a call as soon as he went down, and I came, I got my stuff, I headed down. Uh, but by the time I got there, uh, Luongo put his pads back on and went back on the bench. So I kind of just hung out in the hallway with my gear just in case. But, yeah, they didn't think uh, he was even going to be able to sit on the bench because he said he couldn't play He and he wanted to take his pads off. But then I guess he changed his mind. So do you play like men's league now? Do you still play at all? Uh, I mean, I don't I, – I fill in from all my buddies' men's league teams whenever they ask. But I pretty much just skate um, – at the Wells Fargo Center in the morning with a bunch of employees. Um, that's pretty much all I'm doing right now. I'm trying to play more and more, but, it, you know, it's tough. I'm always at work or uh, or doing something. So I'm trying to get on the ice more, but, uh, yeah, right now it's just uh, pretty much morning skates. Okay. Just going back to the Blackhawks situation now, before that game, did, did Coach Q or does uh, Scott Down, does one of those guys come up to you and say, hey, look, if, if it, you know, if you got to get into the game like A, B, C, or D, did anybody come up and give you any sort of talk like that or they just, you know, assume you know what the drill is? I mean, they, they pretty much uh, let me go with the players. Um, they didn't, you know, treat me too differently. They, I went in, I signed that one day ATO contract, uh, talked to them a little bit. They thanked me for helping him out and I was just happy to be there and then uh Darlin kind of showed me the ropes and uh for warm-ups just because you know every team has a little different warm-up I uh, just kind of followed his lead out there um but as far as the game I mean they they told me after the game they were trying to get me in the last you know minute or you know so at the end but uh if the Flyers got an empty netter or there was a whistle, um, but it didn't happen. Now, afterwards, if I'm not mistaken, the Blackhawks, as a token of you know, thanks and appreciation, sent you uh, a jersey and a, and a goalie mask, correct? Uh, yeah, I got the well, I got the jersey that I wore, which is, I guess was actually Corey Crawford's jersey with my name on it. Uh, so I got that. But, yeah, they they really went above and beyond. They took care of me. They got me you know, a custom mask that you saw when I was out there. Now, a little bit with the Flyers. Um, I got all new, all the equipment that I was wearing when I was out there for the Flyers was from the Blackhawks. So, yeah, they really went above and beyond. Uh, they flew uh, me and my wife out to Chicago for a game and as their guests. Yeah, they're, uh, they're definitely a world-class organization that um, – you know, really took care of us. Yeah, that is that's a quite a gesture from him. Now, I, I have to imagine though, you must have got the shit tripped out of you by the flyers in that locker room with the with the with the uh, Blackhawks mask on, correct? Uh, yeah. I mean, I practiced with the Flyers uh, twice since uh, since the Chicago thing, so they they've seen me in my uh, in my Chicago pads and mask, and you know they uh, they thought it was cool how well they took care of me. But um, everyone, the training the training staff, when I walked in with my bright red chicago bag and my mask they said we'll have to do something about that <laughs> and get that swapped out but uh yeah i mean most of the players i've seen it before and uh it's it did clash a little bit with the with the orange though <laughs> so who had the best shot yeah uh from the flyers from both i mean out of everyone you saw i mean when i was with in chicago it was i mean patty kane was obviously ridiculous um but Pretty much every guy on both of those teams are have the best shots I've seen. Uh, <laughs> practicing with the Flyers, you know, Drew, Vorchek, Simmons, they can really, you know, they can bring it. But the, I think the biggest difference 
is not just the speed is the release you know you're not quite sure exactly when the puck's going to come off their stick so that was the biggest thing to get used to it's definitely definitely a lot faster so like in terms of the speed you're saying and the quickness when you were on the bench for that one game were you kind of shocked at how fast the game is down at at ice level and being on the bench or were, or were you more like oh this is kind of normal or like because i feel like you know some people might be blown away when you sit in the stands up high you can't tell how quick everything happens i didn't know if that would be the same for you yeah, I mean, you can definitely appreciate, you know, how big, strong, and fast these guys are when you're down close. I've been fortunate enough to, you know, see games up close, you know, a few times in my life. So I, I knew how fast it was. But when you're out there standing in the net and the puck's coming at you, it's it's a different story. So, uh, yeah, getting used to the speed of that um, in in the net is very different. But, I you know, I know how fast it is from – from being close to the game before. A lot faster than those ACHA games, huh? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, a little, little bit. I don't know. Kids on Temple do. They have wicked one-timers there. I've heard that. Now, now do you think going forward, Eric, that, it, I mean, it, to me, like I, like I said, earlier in the year on our show, we talked about this and how much, like, personally, like, I, I'm a scrub goalie. I love playing street hockey. I, I'm, you know, it was as a kid, I was, believe me, I was t- terrible on the ice, but I love to see these stories. That I, I, I think they're hilarious. Now, do you think of, uh, at some point we're going to actually see a guy get in to a situation where he's going to be an important part of the game i mean it it feels like it's almost inevitable that that it's going to happen and i got a feeling it might be you that it happens to well i mean that would be that would be awesome if i uh if i got in i don't know how much closer i can get (laughs) besides standing in the net during a game and not getting any time so uh you know maybe it'll happen uh maybe not uh but we'll see um if to present the opportunity presents itself i'm going to be i'm more than willing and excited to do it um but yeah, we j- I just kind of got to wait and see if uh, if that's in the in the cards in the future. I'm not too sure. So we better keep an eye on you, maybe creeping around the food area before the where the fly is before the pregame meal. Like, huh? <laughs> well, no, it's um, I think it's it, it, having played. I just think back when stuff like that happens. It's it's really fun for players too because you see how cool it is for someone to appreciate you know a dream of just even getting to be in the locker room and stuff. So uh, I'm glad to hear that guys were good to you. That's that's to no to no surprise. Were you uh, do you hear any good chirps on the ice? Did you hear any good battles back and forth in front of the bench, or was that game pretty subdued? Most Flyers games are these days with them out of it. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, both games, uh, Chicago and the the New Jersey game, uh, you know, you hear stuff out there that um, you know that hockey players say to each other, but you you don't really hear on TV. Um, Yeah. But that's that's. I'll leave it on the ice. Um, <laughs> nah, he, he, he gets it. He he's gets he's planning it. on his yeah. career. He knows what he's doing. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, Eric, listen. We can't thank you enough for coming on. I know it was really short notice. Um, you're probably going to be the answer to a few trivia questions. And like most NHLers, you seem to be pretty humble about your legendary status right now. So, <laughs> well, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, and it was a pleasure to be on. All right, buddy. Uh, good uh, luck. Keep all right, grinding. buddy. Good luck, and we're going to keep an eye out for you. Good again luck this in year. Vegas. That interview was brought to you by us. Uh, let people know that you're gassing beers and chucking nuts and support our show by rocking our official gear. Get our shirts at barstoolsports.com slash chicklets. Great gear that we all like to rock. I wear my shirt everywhere trying to represent. Look what I'm wearing right now. And RA's got the... Got the in, honor, <laughs> in honor of our interview guest, I didn't even know. I have fly, the Flyers chicklet shirt on. So if you're a Rangers fan, Canadians fan... Uh, Flyers fan, we have those colors. If you have other cities you, you have a fan of, request, let us know. We and if you love gas and made. beers and Chuck and Unks, we got a shirt that says that as well. Yeah, absolutely. we got great stuff at uh, barstoolsports.com slash chicklets. Full gear in the store. Give it a buy. Give it a whirl. Tell everybody you're a fan and spread the word about And for my chicklets. buddies who say they want a t-shirt, just go on and buy one, you cheap bricks. <laughs> Once again, a huge thanks to Eric Zemborski for coming on and joining us. Thanks, Zembo. I mean, what a fucking amazing story, dude. Like, I would kill to be that... I know you would. I know you would. But only for the Bruins. And, it, and honestly, even if you went out and you got fucking tuned up by a, by a, by a Z clapper and he scores, who cares? You're in a fucking NHL score sheet. Well, man. You, I wonder. I wonder too. Like if he does play, I asked him if he plays men's league because I'm interested. Now guys are going to be just looking to snipe. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Good job. I wonder if he had anybody's asking him who had the biggest rope on the team in the shower. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't. You fucking <laughs> sick prick. So yeah, that was that was great, man. Great stuff. Like I said, it's something we've always had fun with all year, and to have a guy who who 
who's having to do twice and able to get him on the show. It's uh, it, it's great. It's made for a great interview. And that's uh, bringing us into our next segment of the Always Pop Bill. All right, Hamilton. What do we got? Right, yeah, my boy Sembo putting club hockey on the map. But <laughs> uh, so uh, for first, all right, Hamilton. Adam asked, uh, "What is the best bromance of any teammates you've ever seen?" All right, Hamilton. Hmm, bromance between teammates. Uh, well, this could. Go Honestly, I gotta think that. I gotta think that. 2017. Um, I gotta think that. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, okay, that went over my head. Um, I gotta think that just off the top of my head in Anaheim, Corey Perry and Ryan Getzlaff were. They were together. They've been. They were called up originally together out of junior. They went back and played in the AHL when when Anaheim was eliminated. I think it was two thousand five. Uh, and then they were. You know, they've been stars in the NHL. Same age, same World Junior team, same Olympics team. They're always together. So I think of them originally. I also think that. Um, Texting's like so ridiculous now. So like you know, you go out to dinner with your buddies, and sometimes you realize you're just all on your phone. You're like, what the fuck are we doing? And I remember being in Anaheim. And Getzlaff telling me, like, well, me and Perry would just go out to dinner every single night, you know? Like, we were rookies together, and finally, at one point, we had to make a no-phone rule because we were going out not saying one word to each other throughout dinner and just texting. So, at, at one point, their bromance kind of really really turned into actually speaking to each other at, at dinners. So, Perry's, seen, he, Perry's, like, has one of those reputations of a fucking lunatic on the ice because he'll just whack you with the stick. He's kind of a psycho. He's kind of got, like, that like quiet boy look about him. But oh, yeah, he's, he, he is, uh, like, he's... He's, that guy's a competitor. He would. He does the same exact thing. Like I'm talking, getting dressed for a game. Like you see a lot of people. You know, they get dressed the same way. He puts the bar, uh, a, a protein bar, right next to where he sits and puts on his knee brace in the same seat at the same time. Takes a bite of the thing, puts one skate on. Like he's he's wild in terms is he, of. Uh, is he a lunatic in the locker room? Or is he just no? Like, no he's, he's really one of those quiet. Guys, kind really of like quiet. Becomes an animal once he gets in the ice. Yeah, kind of he gets, like in, gets on the ice and he's just a. Complete savage yeah. out there with his yeah. stick and scoring, and um, I mean, actually, in terms of, I know this is off the topic, but Anaheim, look out, look out for them. Just sneaky, yeah, pe- like yeah, people forget about them. Go sneaky, like all of a sudden, be playing the Blackhawks in the Western Conference Final. So yeah, we'll see what Could happens happen. there. My, my, I'm sorry, I know. Who's your bromance? Um, I mean, Espo and uh, Kenny and <laughs> yeah. Nifty Rick Middleton. I seen him down the bar, L <laughs> uh, <Hell> Street Tavern. <laughs> I'm fucking hilarious. Uh, God, that's fucking too funny. Uh, I would say probably. I mean, as as players, you know, Bergeron and Marshawn, I call them like Batman and Robin. But as far as like partying off the ice, Sagan and Marshawn after that 2011 Cup, oh, that, that was, was <laughs> that was some pretty epic shit. That I was mean, tour de force. Boston was getting fucking like picked. Like they think they had to get an extra email account for how many people were sending pictures of those two, like topless and pouring champagne all from with, here with, like, to fucking to the Connecticut woods. <laughs> so yeah, as far as off fights exploits, uh, Marshawn and Sagan were, were prob- probably the funniest one I could think of. They left their mark on the greatest. Bar, let's just yes, say they that. Did. Yeah, literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Jack Leslie asks, uh, All right, Hamilton, most charitable player that no one knows about? All right, Hamilton. Oh, oh man. Uh, there's probably a lot of them, I would Shit. think, right? NHL got a lot of good. It's I, kind of a tough question if nobody knows about him. I, I have one that comes to mind off got? the top of my head is Sean Thornton. Uh, you know, he's a guy that's caught yes. a lot of, he's got a lot of shit lately for his, uh, I saw for his comments about Emlyn. You know, people, I, at least Montreal media, yeah. I saw that, wah, you know, wah. We're, we're giving him some shit because Emlyn's got a faceplate and, em- and Thornton's saying he should get his face punched in, but he should get his face punched in. Oh, like in, he's like thinking that he has like a faceplate in. He's yeah. a figure of speech. It's Don't play should, dirty. He th- yeah. yeah, he throws dirty hits. Thornton, that's a great one. He does a lot of like, he has a golf tournament every summer that raises a ton of money. He's, he's constantly the Sean out Foundation doing things. Too, doesn't he? I, he, I feel like next year, because um, this is his last year. Yep. You said that, right? Yeah. This is his last yeah. game with yeah. the Garden. Mm-hmm. I feel like, he could come back here and host a radio show in Boston in two seconds. Like the guy's just a. Everyone likes him. He he treats everyone with respect. It's tough with um charity because I'm trying to think, but like yeah, because a lot of guys don't you know they do it and they don't want they don't want any you know news about yeah, it. Yeah, like Bobby Orr does stuff and he's like, make sure this does not get yeah, out. I, so and, and it's it's you just you don't hear so many things, but there's way more guys than you think. I will say that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a question. Like you said, the, the NHL guys tend to do things and they don't do it for credit. Uh, going back to Thornton, when uh, the Emlyn stuff and. You know, I, I know people were all Thornton. Yeah, he really plays the game the right way after he fucking suck at Orpic. That's the, a tweet I saw too. But the thing is, he, but that's what he when he punched Orpic. I know he's your boy. You play you played in a Pittsburgh one, but and he, he was. Re- but that's the thing when Thornton hit him, he was regulating the game, and because fucking Orpic just need Marshawn on the head, so he was pull, you know Thornton was 
practicing what he preached. He, yeah, he, you know, he kind of sucked at him, whatever. But he's basically saying like, do what I did to Orpik. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. To Yemlin because Yemlin's yeah. a scumbag. And, and we mentioned. Well, you were you were gone last week. You were on vacation. But the the, the, the kid on fucking uh, Mike Haley in San Jose when he punched that, the guy. That was well, that was. Dirty as shit. Okay, okay. See, I that was Cali yarn croaked. Now, if you what go about on the hit, though. You, okay, the hit, the hit, and, and the thing about the hit was that it was late. It was late, and the game was decided. But yarn croaks like a buck sixty-five. Haley's a monster, and it, it you could tell like it hit Haley from behind a little. I don't know if his face hit the glass. I definitely think that it was an uncalled for hit. But I mean, he went and legit just suckered him. Like, yeah, it, it, that that was. I was actually surprised he only got one or two games. I don't, um, I don't know. I just, you know what? I, I will say. I will say. In terms of yarn croak, know who you're hitting there. Exactly. Like, exactly. So the, the guy, the, you know, Haley's like, "Fuck this kid. He's gonna hit me. I'm gonna drill him." But, but in terms of like, that was a that was a pretty aggressive. Uh, <laughs> and he threw a little extra mustard at the end too, and I think that's what Haley took exception to. Either way, he got his. The game was over, so it was a bullshit hit, but it was a straight up suck. He got his. He got his games worth. And one other thing with Thornton too. This is tying in with the Florida Panthers, man. What a fucking mistake they made firing Gerard Gallant, bringing in Tom Rowe. The se- I know they had some injuries. The season kind of fell apart. I wonder- well, it was like the same. They were pretty much the same team with both coaches. They really were. I think their records like were, in terms of winning percentage, like really close. Okay, They it- butchered that Ekbald situation, though. Ekbald. 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 Yeah. Ekbald, yeah. Leave me out of this, Grinelli. <laughs> I but- love it, Grinelli. But- Good old Ekbald. But I think that he- Tom Rowe came out and said he shouldn't have played him that time. Yeah. But... Florida, um, it was a tough year of injuries. I, I yeah, their, their their whole season, just the way it went, was bizarre in terms of yeah. the coaching change and when it happened. But I, I, it came out today. Tom Rowe will not be back as head coach next year, so I wonder where they go. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of a lot of organizational chaos. Where with Thornton, they say Thornton's going to work for them after. So I'm curious to see how that works out because Sean's a straight shooter. He doesn't like bullshit. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Well, that was the the plan. Yeah, he was because originally they thought he was going to do media up in this neck of the woods. That's why I'm piggybacking off of what you said. He's, I'm glad he'd probably take my job at NHL yeah. Network. He's going to be good at whatever he yeah. does. I'm, I'm, I think you know he's yeah he's gonna try to work with with Florida, but if if they got this much like chaos going on, you know what I mean? Like yes. I think sometimes you bring in too many guys, and some of them may not be like hockey lifers, and they're kind of from you know, more the analytical side. And you know I don't Sean, be Sean, Sean doesn't tolerate a lot of bullshit, so I'm gonna be curious. I'm gonna keep an eye on his situation down there. Sean, I'm watching you. All right, next one. <laughs> All right, uh, last up. but not least, uh, Chris Shannon <laughs> asked. Chris Shannon asks. Uh, what playoff series are you guys most looking forward to? All right, Hounds. Oh, oh. Honestly, I, 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 I think of second round matchups. Okay, so like, go ahead. I think of Pittsburgh Washington in the second round, and it sucks they have to play each other in the second round, but that's going to be uh, well, awesome. Well, that assumes they both won the first round. Yeah, I think they both will. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, if Washington loses in the first round this year. Holy shit! Like that, that I just do not see that happening. I know the Bruins it could be a really tough out if it ends up being them. Uh, the, that's why the Bruins they they'd love to get up and, and end up playing that third slot. I mean, getting to that Atlantic two three, so they get to play Ottawa or Toronto. Um, and then I think of uh, well I, earlier I was thinking Chicago Mini in the second one Minnesota. What did we yeah. say about them? I said at the beginning they weren't you this did. good, and then they had this like ridiculous run. And the past friggin' three weeks they've been a joke. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you got? I want to see Edmonton, Calgary. Oh, yeah. Great. Oh, and Boston, Montreal. Boston, yeah. Boston. Edmonton, Calgary yeah, would be great. Two teams back in it. Um, Battle, Battle of, of Alberta. Alberta. You know, I got fucking oil money. I got a cowboy hat on. I like that Dave. <laughs> and I got I a big karate hockey. Get yeah. me a Molson. That would be good. Yeah, Calgary, Edmonton, whether it's first round, second round, whatever. Um, I just uh, like to have those teams back in the playoffs. So, yeah, I like that. Obviously, Boston, Montreal. It could Boston, Toronto could be another first round series, it's, which which would be epic. But what it, about what do you got, Grinnells? Yeah, what do you got? No, I mean, you guys said it all right there. Boston, Montreal is obviously a big one. Uh, and then the Battle, battle of uh, Alberta. I think Boston would beat Montreal. I've been like saying I Boston won't even make the playoffs all year, so now I'm, I know I'm full of shit. But the way they've been playing, I just I'm they, just they, they have some them. scoring that Montreal doesn't have. It would come down to the goaltending. I'm not big on Montreal. Yeah, yeah, they, well, you know they're gonna have to beat. Well, I mean the Rangers. I don't think people are taking them. So yeah, that sucks that they have to play the Rangers. You That's win a good your division, too. you end up like exactly. Yeah, you're so much better off finishing second or third in the Atlantic. I, I wonder what we're gonna get from Hank. Too, we had six ten on last week, and you know Hank. You'll look great one game and then not great the next game. I wonder what the chances are of us seeing Anthony Ranta oh, in he's that running out of, He's running out of time to get his cup. Yeah, so. he is. All right. We got one more left, Mike. Oh, that's it. All right. All right. That's it for um, All Right Hamilton. I feel like Hamilton. I had something else to say, but something I guess I can't related? remember. It was playoff related. 
Unfortunately, I, I, I can't remember. Well, they're, they're going to be here soon. Obviously. Oh, no, I know what I oh, yeah. It's great now for, you know, we're doing this podcast and covering NHL. Like, this is just the time of year, though. We finally, we finally get it. You know, the, the regular season, even as a fan of a team, like 82 games, you're not going to see every game unless you're a complete diehard. And now this is the time where every night you got three games at seven, then you got two games 10 to one. It's, it's overtime, it's just... Uh, Really looking forward to the playoffs getting going. Yeah, we got two more days of the season here, it's, uh, and then As Sunday. I head down to Augusta. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. It's, yeah, exactly. Who's who's one of the thing? Actually, we hey, actually. Well, now we got you. Who 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 are the picks for the Masters? I know they're already going to have started, so we can't retroactively bet. Yeah, but at least you can true. look like that's a genius. True. Give me DJ. Give me DJ. I put money. I I, I bet in Vegas. Uh, I put money on DJ and Rory in December when I was there. Um, I mean, Spieth is just—he's played the tournament three times. He finished second, first, and second. Widow, so. Recently played with Brady too. So, what odds do you got on Rory? I got Rory eight to one, and I got DJ. I got it back then at ten to one. All right, yeah. So I, got, I mean, I—you know—these th- are such crapshoots. Sometimes some scrub wins, like freaking Mike Weir, <laughs> like Ernie. Els- oh, sorry, Canada. Like sorry, like Ernie Els at the British eighty to one a few years ago. Not a big deal. Did you have that? I had that biggest odds ever hit anywhere. That's, yeah, that's, eighty to one, dude. Sick. I had a fifty spot on the him. Big easy, big fucking nice. So, hey, boo, little golf talk. I know we're we're about to go. It's all right. If anyone that is golf fans saw, did you guys see what happened to that Lexi Thompson? Oh my god! Oh yeah, god. chirping me about fucking white knighting for women's golf over here. <laughs> chirping me on Twitter. Out of nowhere, too. Yeah. That's a fraud and the funny part is, you. I actually you retweeted were doing a Bruins puzzle. I retweeted Paige Serenak <laughs> like ten minutes before that. That was hilarious. So, I, if anyone saw that. Holy shit, what? I mean, I'm a golf nut, but the fact that some fucking loser was in his... Uh, sitting around and called that in, and it was a penalty from the third round. How fucking stupid! After is that? the twelfth hole of the fourth round, they come up to her and say, "We just uh, looked at a, a call we got from a fan viewer about something happened in the third round yesterday." Like if the round, maybe if you want to have this stupid rule where people can sit around and call in rules violation, who? Uh, can you imagine picking stup- up? Can you imagine picking up the phone and be like, "Oh, that dude, that person just moved the ball." Dude, right Montre- to the left. Montreal fucking would have to get a whole new phone system put in if you could call in fucking penalties. But after the third round to do that, it's like it's like if you called the Bruins and you're like, "Actually, you guys lost that game to Chicago on Sunday." Yeah. Oh. Um, unfortunately, there was a penalty missed in the first period. Like that was just and, and talk then, about golf. And just- then the ball mark. How many fucking people put the ball? Like, I mean, it's generally within an inch. Because I always wondered that. Like, how do they? they it's, no I one ever. I think it's, I think it's right physically there. impossible to. Literally yeah. to put it exactly where you lift Ex- it uh. up, um, and then you get the golf purist. A rule was broken. Uh. That is what happened a year ago. She would have been DQ'd for signing uh. an incorrect scorecard. Fucking only uh, best thing about Brandle golf. Chambray. Best thing about golf is fucking Caddyshack and Al Servant. <laughs> Ma- imagine and Tiger going and crushing Denny's uh, should have two. <laughs> Imagine that loss hit if you had money a, on that. A, oh, it was a major for this girl. She she went to a playoff, so she beat the entire field by four strokes, and she didn't like it was, oh, that. Was, that just I had to bring that disgusting. up. I wrote that down on my podcast notes. But there's probably some asshole at the LPGA probably like, ooh, they're talking about women's golf today. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> Fucking pack of shitheads. Suck right. it, LPGA. All right, well, that's gonna wrap it up. We finished up a little golf with with, me, with fucking golf and Whitney over here back on the road. I'll we'll, try to get some pics of me at Augusta. Yeah, yeah. Second, Maybe second we can throw yeah. those on Spit and Tickle. Yeah, or not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone. We appreciate it. Uh, peace out. Take it easy. Have a great week. Mitch LaFon here. Please check out my new podcast, Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon, every Monday on the Jericho Network here at Podcast One. I'll be talking to all the biggest names in rock, including Andy Summers from The Police, Poison, Night Ranger, Loverboy, and a lot more. Download new episodes each Monday via PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, or simply subscribe via iTunes. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.